You guys know this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Hey everybody, we're already in December right now. It's the last month of the year. Oh my god, it's already the last month of the year. Where did the time go? We've been in too many mosh pits this year. It's been too much fun. And we bring you, uh, and we have been bringing you some of the best bands in rock and metal that you know and some that you should know. And this is one that you're definitely gonna want to know. Before we jump in, I want to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. So we're at the holiday season right now, and you want to show someone you care about them? Why don't you show someone you care about them by getting something for their care down there? Talking about their jingle balls, jingle balls. Yeah, you're going to want to get something for them to show, hey, I care about you down there, man. So that's where Manscaped comes in, the best care for your boys down there. And they've got plenty of products to help make sure someone is in your life is taken care of down there. They have the Lawnmower 4.0 with with skin-safe technology that's going to prevent those nick cuts down there. You don't want to be shaving your boys down there and all of a sudden going, ting-ting, wah-wah-bing-bang. Yeah, you don't want to get that and have that happen. They also have the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer, so you don't want to have those nose hairs going like, you don't want to have it looking like a Christmas tree coming out of your nose. No, sir, you want to make sure that it's clean up there. That's where the weed whacker comes in. The Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball deodorant that prevents chafing between your legs. I stand by that stuff 100%. I use that stuff every single day because my legs are big. I run a lot. I bike a lot. I mosh a lot. I chafe a lot. Not when I'm using that stuff, though. So I've been using that for two and a half years. And ooh, no problems there. They also have the Boxers 2.0, which let me tell you, they're supportive but also loose enough to make sure they're not constrictive. So go check all this stuff out. Get some for the person in your life that needs some help down there, care down there. Go to manscaped.com. Use code CPP to get 20% off and free shipping on your entire order. Thank you, Manscaped. Now, on our feature presentation. So I got a message about this band called Protect Your Heart. They were like, eh, think easy core. You know, think a day to remember. Think chunk, no cap chunk. But with more of that pop punk influence, like think newfound glory. They have a brand new album called Reintroduction. It's their DBLP. It's out now for you guys to go check out. And with this one, we have some fun. We talk about Slim Jim's PBR, Macho Man, Randy Savage. But the crux of the conversation comes to how this band came together, especially when everyone has a more hip-hop, dance, EDM backdrop and history. So how do they come up with this kind of music? And how does that background, especially when it comes to writing, producing, and creating how does that background help them out when it comes to creating music, especially in this kind of a style that they want to have fun with and they're having fun with it? So come have some fun with us. Come learn some stuff. Welcome the guys. Protect your heart to the podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. You know, I always like to take chances on bands that, you know, you might not necessarily really know about. And I saw this one come across my email and it said, well, if you want to get an idea of what their style is, think like a day to remember Chunk No Captain Chunk and Newfound Glory. And I said, ooh. So we're going to talk to them all about their music. Hailing from Los Angeles, their debut LP reintroduction is out now for you guys to go check out. So... Before you check it out, why don't we talk to the band? Let's get to know them a little bit more and have some fun. So please welcome Matt, Jake, Kian, and Anthony from the band Protect Your Heart to the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeehaw. Stoked. 
That was Yeehaw. a great introduction. Yeah, that was really oh, cool. yeah. thank you guys. Well, we energized. Let's go. Yeah, yeah no, dude. I, I don't know. Maybe you're the next uh, WWE announcer or something like that. Back out! He killed him. Back yeah. out! I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna be as good as Jr. He's got the maybe, chair. Maybe, maybe I'll get as excited as like Jerry did. Just like, just kind of, just you know. Oh my gosh! Look at him. You know, do something like that. Just bring up the energy at any given moment. That's usually me though. It's when these podcast starts. It's like today. Like the past few days have been really long for me. And it's like, okay, now I'm finally getting to the end. All of a sudden, you guys jump into the call. It's just like, let's do this shit. <laughs> you gotta have that energy. <laughs> you have to have that energy when you're talking about music, especially of the rock and metal caliber, mostly because, I mean, that's what we drive off of. We drive off of energy. We go to those shows. We don't want to be at shows where you're just standing around just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or just like, you know, leave room for Jesus, kids. No, no, no. You want to be smashing into people. You want to get you want to get that adrenaline going. You want to get your heart beat up, and you want to, well, if you're me again, smash into people. So you got to have that energy. Unless, unless you're Jake, and then you have a, a six-month ankle injury. <laughs> Yeah. Last time I was in the mosh pit, I sprained my ankle when I was with Maddie. So I've been avoiding the mosh pits of late. And it lingered. I don't know about you, man. It lingered for what felt like an eternity. Up until up until our first show, actually, where he He played in in a boot. boot. (laughs) I was booted up. I was booted up. All right, Jake, what band did you go and see that you sustained an ankle injury that cost you six months of just uh, time? Uh, What? Yeah, Dayseeker, and uh, and there was a bunch of dope openers, but it was yeah. We what, what was that the build? I'll say was that the Dayseeker Thornhill Holy Absence yep. Casket show? Yep. Yeah, yeah, incredible show, super Great super show. fun, and there wasn't that many breakdowns, and then Dayseeker started bringing the breakdowns, <laughs> and then the mosh pit started, but then someone spilled a drink, and I knew in my head, I'm like, I should get out of the mosh pit. Someone's gonna slip, and then it was me, and then yeah, <laughs> I sprained my ankle. <laughs> Oh. dude i know all about that all too well at that point in time when the floor floors are real slippery yeah it can be dangerous but you just gotta like widen that stance out a little bit because at any time really just because what you're gonna get a little bit more of that like base behind you and then someone's gonna hit you and all of a sudden oh you got a little bit of that wider stance power stance no one's moving me today or you're not slipping on anything unless you're like running full force into someone going like Wee! which you might have been i don't know that's I was exactly just on <laughs> Yeah, but I was I was being a little yeah, a little too much in the mosh pit. I do love mosh pits, but after that, I'm getting older too. You know, I'm 32, so now I don't like bounce back. If I was 22, I probably would have bounced back way quicker. But this time, yeah, not so much. So now I'm avoiding mosh pits. It seems like Maddie stays in the mosh pits though. He's been to a couple shows since, and he still keeps going. I pretty much just not scared. He's fearless. Mosh pit that I can get into. Throw throw it down. See, I, I like Maddie's mentality. That's kind of the same thing I got. It's like I see a mosh pit, just mm-hmm. come to butthead. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> come to butthead. <laughs> cool. I see him and I get excited, but then I remember I'm a pretty scrawny guy and I'll just get knocked the hell out. Well, I, I could just pick you up and throw you. <laughs> get in there. Just a little spiral football. I'll say it all depends upon the show you go to, too, because there are some shows where it's like you walk in there and it's just, oh, my God, I am definitely the smallest person here. Then there's some shows you walk into and it's just you see the people that are going to be in the pit and it's just like, mm, yeah, I can impose my will today. <laughs> yeah, when I go to the to the youth groups, I just impose my will on those mosh pits. Just pick <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. The junior shows. 
Oh, God, I could see you guys playing a show and just seeing Matt just jump into the pit and just saying, you know what, fuck this, and just start throwing people around, just having a good time. You never Challenge know, I mean. Accepted. I'm doing it at some point. It's got to happen. No Honey's vocals on this song. I'm dancing with y'all. Yep. <laughs> or just look at, like, uh, any of the guys, like, hey, Jake, hey, Kean, hey, uh, Anthony, just someone take over vocals for this song. It's like, but we don't really sing. I don't care. Just <laughs> <laughs> put a cardboard yeah, cut out of the stage and I'll just yeah. jet out. Yeah, we'll just do that. Or have someone come with like a sock puppet with your face on it and just have them like mouth the yeah. words. You you do you do some pretty damn good impressions. I'm pretty sure you could be the the guy for the job on that one because you just did Beavis. You just did a couple others. Uh, like like yeah, do your do your Maddie impression. We'll throw you on stage with a sock puppet, and you, and I'll just go in the pit and have a blast. Do I really need to do an impression? I just got to do a stand up here and just let the backtrack go and just be going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we can we can make that work. We can set that up. Or what would be even better is if we got a cardboard cutout of your face, but we split it like right by the mouth. So literally we have two people working it and it can look like a Canadian from South Park. Exactly. I was going to make the same. Oh, baby, let's go. <laughs> See, now we already got ideas for your guys' live shows, but I've never been to one of your live shows. I've never seen a live video online. So what are live shows for Protect Your Heart like? Because... We're talking mosh pits already. We're talking about you getting in one, Maddie, during your set. I'm very curious and also very intrigued. Well, right now they're about here, but everything you just suggested will take us about here. So I think we're in good shape if we follow all these. Yeah, we we've only actually we've only actually played one show so far, yeah. and it, it was it was a bit uh, <clears throat> it was a bit odd because I think uh, because it was our first show, it felt more like we were a bit of a spectacle rather than like there was like crowd participation. So hopefully now that we've gotten that out of the system, um, we can we can Maddie can get them inspired to at least get a circle pick going. I mean, Jesus, that's not asking too much. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And we got a show next weekend. Actually, we're playing like yep. a pretty divey pop punk show, which would be cool. Yeah, super stoked on that. It'll be our album release, too. Ooh, nice. But divey pop punk show. I mean, now that sounds like something I should fly out to California just to go and see myself because divey. Pop punk, the how awesome is that? <laughs> and 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 the weather is probably better than where uh, where you are too. So, man, it was seventy two degrees out today. Like the day oh, we they, shot they this, never, so. I, I take that back. It's better I've where you are. In, I've been in where layers. Yeah, I'll say I'll say you you say it's better now, but give it another like three days, and then it's gonna be back down to like high in the uh like high in like you know the upper 40s or something like that yeah i'm from milwaukee wisconsin so okay there's a reason there's a reason i left the midwest and (laughs) we'll never go back so is it because of the snow it it is if i have to shovel one more driveway or wipe one more windshield i'm gonna lose it so those driveways are uphill both ways too Mm -hmm. barefoot yeah without feet (laughs) and and you just and it's like you're supposed to just go out there literally in the morning like five in the morning you got (laughs) to shovel yourself out for work you go out there and you're still in you know your boxer shorts you're you're cut off and you're still wearing and now you put on like your big giant boots and you're just supposed to shovel (laughs) when it's like 15 degrees outside like it's one way one way to wake up Oh, it's one of the craziest ways to wake up. But sometimes, you know, someone's got to do it. And if you really feel like you got to wake up, well, you're shoveling. There's snow on the ground. Just go for like a good old swan dive into it and see what happens. <laughs> pass. Hard pass. <laughs> you know, I, I say hard. I, I'm thinking pass now, but give me another like month and a half. I probably will end up doing it just maybe, because I said so. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple beers. Not even a couple of beers. Just me just saying, let's do it. And then that's it. 
Wait, that's PBR, right? Milwaukee is like the home yeah. of PBR. Yeah. yeah, the original home of like PBR. Milwaukee's best. Milwaukee's best, PBR and Miller Lite. Well, you said PBR, and I'm just going to look in the corner right now where I'm recording this in my living room, and there is a mini fridge that's wrapped like a PBR can. So, <laughs> Sick. Yeah, that's that, sick. I'll say if that, if that doesn't say Milwaukee, I don't know what does. Yeah, we've we've put de- we put back our fair share of PBRs in the day. That's for sure. That's you guys got to do at the at the divey punk uh, pop punk show. Just literally just go on stage PBR. Those uh, those PBR tall can with a shot of Jameson eight dollar special. Those are the that was always. Oh, my favorite was a a PBR tall can, a shot of Jameson, and a Slim Jim for five bucks. I found <laughs> more that did that, so of course I went there every weekend. Did the PBR come in a paper bag? I brought my own. In. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to keep it real, man. Got to, got to go old, brown, old school brown bag. Oh, Actually yeah. like in high school, I used to brown bag, like my Sprite <laughs> and I'd walk around campus with a brown bag Sprite, just like see if there was any issues. <laughs> no one ever cared, but I just, I thought I was kind of cool. In that. Dude, I would do that with my <laughs> fucking like... Gatorade. I would literally have it in my brown paper bag for like at my <laughs> luncheon and just walk around and just see what happened. Like, dude, I think I'm cool. But yeah, no one ever said anything about it, which kind of surprised me, especially because I went to a Catholic high school. So I was like, I'm pretty sure someone should have oh, yeah. said something. I did too. I went to, they I went have, to they uh, bigger uh, Catholic high school for three years. For Oh, you only went three years? Oh, well, you're lucky you missed out on that fourth one, my friend. <laughs> Well, well, they they uh, <laughs> thought it would be in my best interest if I did not return for my senior year uh, because I was applying to colleges and they didn't want anything to happen where I perhaps may have been uh, asked to leave. That's like we're not firing you. We're just not scheduling you any longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, quiet, I, quiet quitting. <laughs> I even said it, school. too. I was like sitting in the I remember sitting in the, the, the office and they're like, so we don't think that you should come back. I was like. So you're not telling me that I can't. I'm like, well, <laughs> technically, but no, but yeah. Technically, no, yeah, but yeah. you know what? I mean, maybe it was for the better. Maybe. I think it was good. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm one of those people who look back and like all the things that happened over life, and I'm like, okay, I guess all those things made me who I am today. And I, if I were to change them, then I would be different. So I'm fine with it. I think it. I think it worked out well. That's a good kind of mentality to have. I've had multiple conversations with people around that and always hear the question asked like, oh, you know, if you would change one thing about your life, what would you change? And like that kind of answer, yeah, really nothing. Because if you change one thing about your life, you never know exactly what else it might change. And all the stuff that you have done in the past made you who you are today. So if you're in a good spot, you want to be in and you're happy in that spot. I mean, why change anything? I mean, all that, all those experiences, all those moments led you to the spot that you're in right now. Or even, exactly. or even in the, even in the difficult spots, like when shit isn't going your way, like you've probably learned something along the way that can get you through that, that spot, you know? And like, if you hadn't gone through some real shit, then maybe you wouldn't know how to deal with it. So there's, you know, it works both ways, I think. And you learn a lot about other people too. When things aren't working well, you learn who the real character is. So you want to surround yourself with people that can manage that. Hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. Deep. I mean, we've very we all deep, guys. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, just, this just got very preachy. We went from like WWE and Beavis and Butthead to, to chugging PBRs and whiskey to talk about. <laughs> to talking about mindset and not and no regrets and whatnot. Yeah, that's usually how this podcast ends up turning out. Okay, just the good. most random smattering of things. Sometimes random stories come in and you find out that someone decided to go on a road trip with the band one time. Had to go to the bathroom, peed in a bottle, and then said, "Up, oh, I'm done with this. Threw it out the window, only for it to come back in the back window and give the drummer a golden <laughs> shower. So, Anthony, watch out. 
my god, that sounds awful. Ouch. Is that a legit story? That is a legit story that, sounds, that I heard. Ouch. That sounds like a great story. That's one of those ones that sucks when it's happening at the time, but then like, you know, a couple days later, it's hilarious. Yeah, I can send you guys the oh, podcast great. episode that, that was actually a part of. I don't remember what like part of the episode it was in, but I know which episode it exactly. I know what band is in it, so... I could send you guys that one and be like, oh, dear God, it was that yeah, one. Sorry to whoever that happened to. <laughs> if you don't come back with at least one of those tour stories every time you go on the road, then you've not toured hard enough. <laughs> exactly. And I was going to say, oh, you know, man. do you guys have any of those stories about only playing one show so far? It's like, come on, we got to get you guys out on the road. We got to get you guys oh, some yeah. of those stories. We've we've all we've all definitely played plenty of shows, just not as as this band. All of us are coming from 10 plus years of performing um as different projects so we we probably all have some wild stories um just not from this particular project fair enough so with that in mind if this you know 10 years of stories that you guys have from different projects and now coming together with protect your art how did you guys come together to form this band and also would in the same vein why only one live show up to this point loaded question um yeah the so so basically the way we all came to find each other is um all of us were producing dance music and djing and all that stuff i was based in san francisco for five years jake was from san francisco so i met him up there um anthony and i got connected um through some other producer friends and started working on music and and then him and i pretty much exclusively collaborated together and played shows together and all that stuff um and eventually i moved down here uh to los angeles in 2015 and then jake came down like what three months later yeah, um, yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. He he came down and moved in with Anthony, and so I was going to Anthony's house every Saturday to work on music for like I don't know six, seven years, however long it's been. Very long, yeah. <laughs> um, and so Jake would be upstairs working on stuff. We would be downstairs, Anthony and I working on stuff. We'd all like cook together and have dinner together and hang out. And Jake would buy toys and make us come upstairs and and play you know whatever he had just bought and uh and we just What's the guitar walked. and stuff because they were like into edm and you know at the time edm was super big but it was mostly like guitar and distortions and stuff yeah i like, like the fun first, to bring them out of their element okay. when, when you brought when you brought the amp home you're just like dude you gotta you gotta come up here and check this out and we sat up there and like noodled around for like an hour um so just over the years you know we we spent so much time together um and then we we all for I think it was for my birthday. My wife bought me Warp Tour tickets, and we made just a group trip out of it because um, I'd never been before. Like the closest one to me growing up was three hours away, and my parents would not, you know, they're not going to take me to Indianapolis, drop me off, leave me, come back, drive three hours back home. So it was the last Warp Tour, and I'm like, I I have to go once, and so we all just went, and um, we listened to all the bands that we wanted to see on the way up there and had a great time all day and then on the car ride home we're listening you know to some more stuff we're like what if we what if we tried to write some stuff like this and it was just that was pretty much the conversation and uh the next day jake uh i messaged us like 
three demos just randomly in the middle of the day out of the blue. And from there, we basically got together every weekend and demoed for two years. Basically, we just instead of making dance music, instead of making hip hop, instead of making whatever we were making at the time, we pretty much just like totally pushed it aside and did this instead. And uh, we got to a point where we had like 50 demos and Jake was like, we have to find a singer. Like we can't keep wasting our time doing this if we cannot find a singer. And so we hit up a couple of people and then through the label that we were releasing dance music on Maddie had released with a, a close friend of ours. Um, and so at that point we were just grasping at straws, trying to get anybody we could in the door. And um, I emailed Matt and he never responded for like two weeks. And uh, I was like, well, that, you know, that would have been fun, but he's out. And uh, Jake, Jake was still kind of like, yo, like we have to find someone. And so I was like, I'm just going to hit him up on Facebook. So I found his Facebook and I sent him a message. And I said, Hey man, um, I emailed you. Uh, are you going to respond <laughs> basically? <laughs> and that day that I messaged him, he had just gotten back from, from Haiti um, on a, on a trip for uh, medical stuff that he, a medical nonprofit that he runs. And he was like, yeah, man, I saw it. Um, I was going to email you back. I was like, here's my phone number. Just call me. It's going to be way faster, way easier. And we talked for like two hours. Um, and then after that call, we just really clicked. And and I sent him all of our demos. And as soon as I hung up with him, I texted these guys. And I was like, this is our guy, 100%. Like, just a conversation we had. I know what his voice sounds like because I have stems from his dance music stuff. Like, it's going to be a perfect fit. And Jake was pretty much like... Eh, why don't you chill? Um, why don't we meet him and like see how it goes? And uh, so the next, like, I think it was like two days later, he was in the studio at Anthony's house with us and meeting these guys. And um, and then Jake got up, went to the bathroom, and and or no, Matt left, and Jake and Ant and I were like looking at each other, and they're like, yeah. And that day we started tracking vocals. Um, so that's pretty much how it, how it happened. And then, uh, what was it? A couple weeks later, lockdown started. Yeah, yeah we did. Okay. We did two sessions, like two weeks in a row. And then that, like we did two, two sessions on Saturdays. The second one, then the Sunday was your wife, Allison's birthday. And so we were all together. And then, yeah, that Thursday that was the last day that ever, anybody was together, uh, in 2020. And we all went into lockdown and then we just hopped on video chat and on discord. We just basically set up a discord server and we're like, okay, let's get on as much as we can. Let's like write, work on things together. Maddie would come with ideas. He would like record scratch vocals at home. And then after, I don't know, probably five or six months, um, we're like, okay, let's get in and, and start recording. Like let's everybody get tested lock ourselves away, like be really careful. Cause this was, you know, it was in the middle of 2020, nobody knew anything. Uh, and so then we just started kind of hammering through it all. We, we built a, a vocal booth out of PVC pipe and moving blankets in the corner to Anthony's left. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we recorded all the vocals over, you know, a handful of weekends, I think. Um, and yeah, it's just ever since then, it's just been a process of like finishing stuff as we can finish it and obviously we did a, a handful of music videos as well so that was a challenge with the covid stuff and um 
yeah, but that's that's kind of the the origin story, if you will. And also the reason that we haven't played any shows because they just, you know, realistically became viable again in the last, you know, few months. So at least in Los Angeles. A big thing too was we spent so much time on the record that we, you know, and everything was really calculated. We did everything we, like to a certain way. We made sure everything looked a certain way, like all the music videos, everything styled so specific that we didn't want to just take shows to take shows. We wanted to make sure that we could take shows that were going to benefit us, that were going to be good. And then we had the opportunity to all get in a room and really play together because we didn't write the record or any song in the traditional way of like, okay, everybody get together and let's like come up with parts. It was like, we did it in the way that we would write dance music. You know, we sat in front of a computer, putting in parts, moving things around, like trying different things out, like completely rearranging. Like there's a couple projects that like through the writing process became just like the song name or they were just riffage and a number. And then it said Frank, Frank V2, which was just Frankenstein because it was like, okay, Jake (laughs) would be like, wait, I love this thing from this very first day that we like wrote it that like never made it to like 20 days later. And so then, okay, we're going to put that in there. Let's piece it together. And and that's like the Frankenstein version. And then that became the song. Dude, I've always wondered who Frank was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Frankenstein. I just now found out. That's great. I mean, it could Um, be Frankenstein. It could be young Frankenstein. It could be either or. Yeah. Yeah. Could be Frank Reynolds. I'm doing Frank Reynolds for sure. Ongo Gablogian. The art collector. (laughs) Charmed, I'm sure. (laughs) Dude, it's it's all... I'll say it's all Dr. Toboggan at this point. Yeah. Uh, Mantis. Mantis. Mantis Got a wad full of hundreds. (laughs) Finish it. (laughs) Family friendly programming. You think this is fucking family friendly programming? What the fuck, man? (laughs) Uh, Ian didn't want to talk about it. My mom will watch this. Okay. Well, now she just heard that part. So, hey, Robin. Well, Keen's mom, I am very, very sorry for that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> just kidding. No, just kidding. One thing that does absolutely surprise me about that whole entire origin story around there is just the fact that all of you guys came from a completely different back, like the same similar background, especially with more like dance EDM style music, but that you guys all came from there and now you're doing some of this more like pop punk, easy core kind of style. And with it being just an inspiration from just going to Warp Tour for, on the last Warp Tour and just saying, hey, why don't we try something like this for ourselves? It's just I've never heard of a band yet that has gone from like all the, like everyone's been in like one specific space. And then all of a sudden the whole project goes somewhere completely different that you would never really would expect all based yeah. off of a very specific instance of, yeah, three of us went to Warp Tour. We liked it. We wanted to give it a shot. Here we are now, four years later. Well, we all we all we all started grew up playing, yeah, in, and in bands like when we were younger. Yeah, so we it, just it, it was always a running joke. We always had that running joke that like one day we're gonna start a pop punk band, even though <laughs> we were like we got because like we were like heavy into EDM, and prior to that we were all in bands. But then we were doing the EDM thing. We all did pretty well in that. But I, it's not the same like DJing, like pressing play in front of a stage of people on drugs and drunk. It's not the same. It's like jamming guitar and like drums and shit, you know? So we'd always on, like on, on a stage in front of people on drugs and are drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's and there's instruments involved. So I think like given how many years each of us had, had done music in like, you know, several different styles and 
we had spent so many years kind of focused on it as like business before fun and trying to launch something rather than really loving the process. And and like, I think we, at this point, we just, all four of us, even though I was not with the guys at the time, had all decided if we're going to do anything, we really want it to just be fun first. And we really want to do what's what we're passionate about. And we've all grown up and never lost the passion for, for pop punk and, and screamo and emo and like all of that adjacent, you know, culture um, next to, to pop punk. Like we love all of that. And that's what primarily what we listen to anyway. So it's, you know, a, a good way to kind of like build the next chapter is yeah, to really I mean, focus on making it fun. All of the, all of the people that we associated with in the dance music scene, like all the bass music people, everyone that's producing that stuff and DJing that stuff is either a metal kid or a punk kid. They're all of them, every single one. The only reason, like I can say for myself, I'm sure this is true for, for everyone else. The reason that I got into dance music was because being in bands was such a pain in the ass having to deal with four or five other people that if I can do it all on the computer by myself, why the hell not? You know? And then I also only have to show up to a show with a flash drive. Like that's so much easier than lugging around a drum kit or multiple guitars and amps and all that stuff. Um, but you know, doing it for 10 years and the format, the song structure, the, the sound design, all that stuff, like when none of that changes, it gets to, it, it stops feeling fun because, and starts feeling like a job, which is why when we started writing for this band, it was really fun because all of that stuff that we had, like the formula we had to follow went totally out the window. And so it was like a complete blank canvas for us to do with what we wanted. And I think that's why we all gravitated towards it because all of a sudden, like the 16 bar, you know, dance music song structure didn't exist. Like we didn't, I remember the first time Jake threw in like a one bar pause or one bar little thing in a song. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, it's rock and roll. You can do that. Like it's not dance (laughs) music. And just like stuff like that, that like became so second nature to writing songs was no longer the norm. And that's what made it so fun. And the instrument thing makes it fun too. A lot of what we did, like in the dance music that we were all making was kind of a matter of breaking the rules, but then it, it, like Ian said, you know, it becomes a bit of a formula. And so when we were doing all of this, we took a lot of those tricks that we had learned and those rules that we learned to break and then just applying them to, to a different type of music, you know, essentially also the scene changed. Like, I think that when I, I know when I was growing up, the punk scene was always so welcoming to like everybody that was like into it, like going, growing up, going to warp tour, going to like skate and surf and going to shows. Everybody was just kind of a family. And I found that a lot in dance music in like the early 2010s through 20, whenever the hell we stopped 20, you know, 2017, 2018. And, uh, but it, it had shifted more and felt a little bit more closed off. And, and like, I, I hate to use the word elitist, but it, it has a bit of that in there. And then once we started doing this again and going to shows again, and like just getting back in this energy, it felt that same fun, welcoming vibe. And, and especially now with, the festivals that are going on and the, the bands that are touring again, you see all your friends that like are getting tickets to those shows and everybody's like super excited together. And and that feels really good. And, and I think that's, that's one thing that we, we all really like, and that's important to us. Like whatever we do, we want it to be fun and, and feel great and not feel like we have to do these things. And like, we have to impress these people or, or anything. 
uh, everything about this band has been we're doing this because it's exactly what we want to do and how can we do that in like the most fun way you know i actually uh remember telling all of the guys when i first joined the band like i was done being in bands i, I didn't want to do that anymore i was just tired of the process tired of it feeling like the whole goal was to make money or to sell something or to win people's like affection towards you like i didn't really care about any of that stuff i just wanted to make art that was fun to make not just just made me feel like it was a job and it became a job for many years and i just i stopped being incited to write songs like i'd go in to write lyrics or come up with top lines and i just dreaded the process so many times and so when i told the guys i'm like if this isn't fun like my i never intended on being in a band again i was just done with it i was just you know write some one-off tunes but outside of that like it takes a lot of emotional and mental bandwidth to be in a band and it's financially taxing. Like the whole thing is, is a long road. You got to be willing to go through the shitty days, but going through the shitty days of these guys, I never really feel shitty because we just like, we vibe so well together. We work quickly. We don't overthink things and we just focus on it being fun. And like, you know, we've had you know, some of the most, uh, uh, difficult moments is when you haven't when you're about to release something and you're finishing all the work to get it released and you're like we've done you know three years of work and now we're just like hurry up and finish and so you can get really you know, like you can lose all your patience really quickly but you know even in that moment like and when things weren't going well like we all banded really well together we always we always supported each other and we never lost the fun factor even when you know in other projects in the past that would be like the dreadful moments um i never found those in this process and is what we're on coming on our several years together and and it's never let up like it's just been better every you know each month i think that's definitely one of the hallmarks of just like what it means to be a band that's actually going to be i would say consistent in enjoying everything and being one that people are going to want to go check out because if you go and see a band that's just they're not enjoying the process they're not enjoying what they're doing i mean you can feel the energy from the from the crowd it's very simple to see you can hear it in the music and, and that goes to anything in life as well when you're trying to go after something that is your passion, is your calling, is if you're going to go after it and you don't enjoy the process of that, if you don't enjoy the small parts, you, like when it comes to being a musician, being in a band, if you don't enjoy the writing process, the recording process, working with the rest of your bandmates, going to the shows, playing those shows, if you don't enjoy that whole entire part of the process because no band is just going to instinctively all of a sudden make it large overnight. Even the mm -hmm. ones that seem like they're blowing up out of no, like it's like, okay, you know, you look at the beginning of the year in 2022, it's, ah, you know, maybe this band wasn't as big. And I, the prime example I'm using for this one are going to be Dayseeker and Bad Omens. It's all of a sudden, yeah, now they're touring. They sold out the whole fucking tour. It's those bands just okay. didn't start out and just get to that point. No, they had to grind it out in so many different capacities. I just to spray my it. ankle during one of their shows. <laughs> yeah, the Dayseeker one. Yep, I had had to had to bring that one back again just for you, man. So oh, yeah. I had to do that for you. It However, still hurts, but uh, <laughs> start interrupt. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's bringing flashbacks. Freaking like those like uh, wartime flashbacks, like oh god, my <laughs> ankle, I can feel the ankle. pain it's, again. It's Jake's war story, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I, oh. But like you know, even when things were frustrating, um, and we all felt that frustration for the you know the several months leading up to to the release of the record, we trusted each other. Like we trusted that we've got each other's backs. We're gonna work and and do the thing right and do it at a high level. And so that like I think that trust helped a lot. And our motto since day one's do cool shit with cool people. And fortunately, you know, the dudes in the band are amazing. And everyone we surrounded the band with, you know, from 
people that just are fans of it and or people that are family that are coming or even people like you, like everybody has been legit and fun. And like, we actually enjoy, like we look forward to these podcasts. We look forward to like responding to, to comments and like all the little things that like can easily be overlooked or you just like, oh, well, we don't need to do that interview or that podcast or whatever. But like, we look forward to it as like a, just a time to hang out and have fun together. And so it's never business for us. And I think that keeps it fresh. Well, that's always going to keep it fresh because you never know exactly what's going to happen during that time. But you know, the energy is going to be one that you just want to gravitate towards and you want to be a part of. I mean, hell, that's why I like doing these podcasts, even, you know, when it seems like, oh, God, I have to I have to rework my schedule around this. It's not like, oh, God, I have to, you know, fit this in there. It's, oh, God, I got to move everything else around because I want to do this. So how am I going to make this work? Whatever it takes, because this is like we've got a new homie. Like we're stoked that, that you're part of the fam and. Like we love this sort of thing. Like, you know, Scotty, uh, stage driving with Scotty is a podcast we've done three times and we just did one out of nowhere, just like, Hey, let's connect. We really, you know, we just want to do a podcast with you. Let's just chat. And before you know it, like we talk every day now, we're close friends and we like want to support each other at each other's shows and we help promote each other. Like we just really care about the people that we meet along the way. And that's a really cool feeling like that. We just always extend the family even further. And, um, I, I think that like, that definitely helps, especially when things get a little tiring. You're like, oh, our, fuck. we've got I great people. Our, I think our energy is like, we're, we we want to be here doing this because if we didn't, we would stop. And it was like, <laughs> we, we've always said like, if it's not fun, then what's the point? Like, we're yeah. not making money at this. It's not paying any bills. We're, we're deep in the red, um, but we do it because we want to do it and we enjoy it. And it's this like, I think everyone here has this unhealthy foot on the gas, have to be productive 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. It never stops. Um, and so even with that going on and like, you know, throughout this album, like Jake has moved what three times Four. <laughs> Jake's moved four times. Anthony got married. I got married. Anthony just had a kid. I just bought a house moved. Matt has moved multiple times. He got a new job where he's back and forth from Palo Alto to Fresno to LA, which it, I, to I'm everyone else might not in... mean anybody mean, mean anything, but it's, it's literally nine hours of driving. And like, he comes down on Saturdays to do these rehearsals so we can go play shows for no other reason than like, we really want to do it because it's fun. Yeah. Um, and we enjoy it. So that's, that's like the, you know, the main thing that like motivates us is like, it's, it's no other reason than we really fucking want to do it. <laughs> Dude, I got to applaud you, man. That's some sheer dedication right there with that much driving. There's not a lot of people, if anybody, that would be willing to put up with something like that, even for things that they'd be passionate about. It's like, eh, nine hours, yeah. But if you're loving it's it, you're doing it, then you're definitely loving the process. Homeboy lives in his car. At least he got a new car, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only I'm only in like one city for three days at a time. Then I go back to work or I come back to Fresno to see family or to L.A. to do rehearsals and whatnot. So it's like, you know, I just accept it. And hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel at some point if we play enough shows. As long I as you never know where Maddie matters. Was that? I never know where you are. It's that, like, now that I think <laughs> about it, it is kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not was... my ideal flow, but it is what it is. You do what you, you do what you got to do. There was one time we were all talking and everything's fine. And the next day we hit him up. He goes, somebody just stole my phone. I'm in Brazil. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? 
<laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so at my job, one of my roles this year out for a short bit was, uh, I was the, um, lead of events. And so I took a team of 47, um, people and I took them to Brazil. We did this big conference and on the <laughs> hours of me touching down, I don't know why, but, uh, someone looked at me and she looked like she knew me. So I walked up and just gave her a hug before I knew it, my phone's gone. <laughs> someone else jacked it out of my pocket. <laughs> And then, you know, they started logging in all my accounts and, and trying to like, you know, do the thing. And, and so that was a tough week, but you know, and I never know where I'm at either. <laughs> it's the twilight zone. <laughs> Seriously. In a world where Maddie goes and hugs a random stranger. He uses his phone. <laughs> that's, that's also the most Matt shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's, really that's all it takes. That's all it takes is just look like, you know, him and he's like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. I want to hug everyone. <laughs> so, you know, you guys are going to end up like going on tour at some point and going across, you know, multiple states and you're probably going to end up losing Matt at some point. For sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Just have one of those leashes, like, you know, like the backpack <laughs> leashes that, that mothers walk around with like a four-year-old and they like walk around the store and they got the leash. Like, just put me on one of those and I'll be all right. No, just actually, you got to start wearing it on stage. Like that's, that's your new thing. <laughs> Yeah, oh, cool. But, but you have to do one thing for me if you're going to do that. And that thing is you're going to have to get one of the camelbacks and you're going to have to fill that the camelback up with PBR and have it in the backpack yep. with the leash on I'll it. I'll even have a backup <laughs> helmet with the, two, oh. with the two holders. You know, the the that that guy, the hat. With a shot, with a shot of Jameson and Slim Jim sticking out of the cans? <laughs> Everything comes with a Slim Jim. <laughs> the, just the backpack's going to be full if it of PBR and Slim Jims. <laughs> Dude, I think he, I want, I am always a sucker for a good deal, man. I don't even want, I don't even like Slim Jims, but of course I ate them all. God damn it. I see you guys play for the first time. I have just going to, I have to bring PBR and Slim Jims and just, you guys are going to know exactly what's happening. You're going to wonder why everyone in the crowd is eating Slim Jims and drinking PBR before you're set. And that's you're going to see my dumb ass in the middle is going. That sounds like a hell of a good time. It. Yeah. It sounds like, that's like, great. bring a few for the stage and just start <laughs> launching Slim Jims at us. <laughs> Slim Jim Cannon, <laughs> like the money gun at the strip club. Yeah. If you could bring, the, if you could bring the Macho Man with you, that'd be cool too. Oh yeah, I can find something like dress up as the Macho Man. Just go, oh yeah. <laughs> or you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do you one better. I, I'm just let me grow up my hair a little bit. I'll dye it black. I'll just you know get myself one of those like little like wrestling unitards. I'm just gonna come out and say, just go. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> we will give up three minutes of our set for you to have your moment. Like we, yeah. you, that's more yeah. important. You start there, and then we'll come on when you're done. <laughs> you know what? I'll just just let me know when three minutes before your set is supposed to, or three and a half minutes before your set is supposed to start, and then I'll do it beforehand while everyone's kind of doing the changeover and whatnot. And you know what? Then you guys don't miss out on any set time. Perfect. Yeah, Great. but that's 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 a very tough act to follow. I know. You might need to be the headliner. <laughs> I feel like you guys could follow it, especially you came out with PBR and Slim Jims. Like, how else are people? And then all of a sudden, that's when you get the pit going and everyone's going to be- PBR is in, in t-shirt cannons. Just oh, I love that. <laughs> you do an interlude, like in the middle of a song, you just kind of just jam out for a little bit. And then that's when Matt comes in with the PBR cannons. Just, here you guys go. <laughs> or it'll be like the, the sunny always sunny shotguns what the yeah yep. yes. get blasted with alcohol i'm wasted egg egg yeah egg. <laughs> uh, I, I mean if that's the case can we get some um can we get some protect your heart branded kitten mittens dude yeah. that's a great idea dude, yes yep 
That's a great idea. Might be kind of fire. I, IP though. I'm worried about IP. I'm pretty sure you could call them like cat something else. Like some, what else? Wrong, what else? Rhymes with cat socks or something like that. You'll be fine. And then just call them on stage, Kittenmans. Be like, we're home of the knockoff Kittenmans. Meow. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a little bit has a ring to it. Alliterative. <laughs> Just has to be. One thing you guys did say that I do want to ask about is when it came to the writing process around this, with you guys being so used to writing an EDM style and kind of like Frankenstein this stuff together versus how traditionally rock and metal bands have written songs. What has that process been like in terms of continuing to write these songs? Has your process continued to stay more in that like EDM style build form where it's okay, more Frankenstein-ish piecing it together with pieces that you like seeing what would flow together and seeing what could work together in your mind or has your songwriting style changed over to something a little bit more of a hybrid or gone more of that traditional path of get together write something and just see what happens it's kind of like a kind combination of, of yeah of everything yeah, yeah. it's <clears throat> it's like a mixed bag it really depends on the song um, sometimes it starts like with an EDM format, other times we're, like jamming out, other times it's like a riff, other times it's like a drum riff. It, yeah, it really varies. And that's, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. And, it's, uh, the thing I'm most excited to get back to is new songs and stuff. It helps that we all produce, um, because if we like, if one of us has an idea or here's something, here's a melody in our head, we can get in the computer within minutes and send it off to everyone else and that's 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 how i do it like if i'm just sitting at home playing and i come up with something i'll get in the computer and i'll fire it off and i'll just ask them like trash or not and and if everyone likes it then i'll save the project file and next time we get together we'll we'll you know noodle on it um but it's yeah it's it's really loose i mean there were there were so many instances where we would just get in a room together and be like, Hey, I wrote this riff the other day. Like, can we turn it into a song and just go at it from that perspective? There's other times where like, I know ants, like he, he used to have this big modular rack of stuff and would just make weird noises and turn them into riffs. And then that would be like a jumping off point for something. And then we'd add, you know, all the other elements to it. But I think generally speaking, like, we still, the, the EDM production stuff is so ingrained in the way mm -hmm. that we make music that we still produce the stuff the same way that we would a dance song. And we always wanted to do that. Like we wanted to mix and master it and produce it like a dance song. Like there was never, we were never like, oh, we can't put that in a song because we can't play it live. Like we, does, who cares, you know, like put it in playback. It's fine. So Everything. There's no three-handed drummers. No three-handed drummers. We, we did yeah. make sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all it's all following the the EDM style of producing that we normally do. It's just instead of making sounds in a synthesizer, we're doing it with real guitars and real bass, and then filling in the gaps with all the other instrumentation that we would normally use, like synths and pianos and sound effects. And I mean, one of the one of the tricks that we used to use in like dubstep production all the time is 
is just layering like a layer of white noise or like a tonic, uh, like super saw in the background to just fill the gaps. And like, we still do that on protect your heart stuff, because when you have analog instruments and they're slightly phased or slightly out of time, or like, they're not a hundred percent perfect. Those little elements make the songs feel bigger. So like there's little tricks like that, that we learned from producing dance music that makes its way over. Um, that's always going to be a part of our process. That is something that's going to be an absolute asset for you guys in the long run when it comes to creating music, because you have so many different ways you can go about creating it, getting that idea down and getting it out the way that you want to get out, especially with you, every single one of you guys having that production background and that dance background EDM and everything around there. On top of that, when it comes to, you know, dance music EDM, a lot of that is energy and crowd control in terms of how the crowd's going to react, what you want them to do with that, at that standpoint. So when you guys are making music, especially when it comes to protect your heart, when it has more of that pop punk, easy core kind of style to it, what's going to happen is, especially going forward, as you guys play around with some of this stuff, you guys have the ability to create songs and work with these riffs and work with these ideas to create something. And you know exactly where you want the energy to go, how you want this energy to be transformed to the audience and how you want the audience to react when they hear certain parts of the song. Do you want them to move fast? Do you want that drop to hit do you want me just to kind of get to the point where you're like oh shit oh shit oh shit like do you want wherever you want to get that you guys are experts at this stuff so when it comes to creating that those songs that are going to get the crowd connected get that energy going and be able to sustain that and flow through that throughout a whole entire set i'm not sure if there's going to be any band on here at your guys' size or even bigger than you guys that could do something like that especially given your background like it's such a huge asset that you guys have that you can take such advantage of. And I know you guys are doing it. I know you guys can keep doing it and do it even better than you guys even are right now. All it takes is just, you know, keep doing it and just keep having fun with it. Yeah. yeah. We definitely write, like, you know, when we're working on stuff or coming up with ideas, there's, there's always those moments where you're like, oh man, I can't wait to perform this live. I can't wait to see crowd reaction. I can't wait to be able to interact with the crowd with this part of the song and like get that instant feedback uh which is something that from dance music we always had you know you could keen and i a lot of times would work on something and then go dj that night be like did it work yeah okay cool let's keep going oh, like oh this didn't work let's change it yeah you know, have, having that is is really awesome and so i think we definitely think about that all the time with with the way that we write stuff too it's kind of also kind of like how comedians write stuff and how they workshop it where you guys have the ability to test this stuff out and kind of see okay, we thought this was going to work in this kind of a crowd setting, but this is what we're seeing, how it works. So maybe we change it up a little bit. Maybe we do something a little different that we think is going to get there. And next thing you know, you open up a, the album with some like, hey, kids, you want to dance to a funky beat? And everyone's like, yes. And then you just go into it. And everyone's just like, fuck yeah, man, let's go. Yeah, and I mean, we that's do it all ourselves, which is kind of cool. Like yeah, I was thinking that, about that, it before. How that's where all those little vocal samples and stuff come from is like, th those are all like, you know, I, I think Jake was going through his like stupid sample <laughs> library one day and like that just came up for like, yeah, that seems fun. Throw that in there. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah like there's just so many instances of things. Like someone was asking us about um, all the like little haze that you hear and stuff like that. Like those are, you know, in dance music, those are tropes. Like if you if you hear a dance music song without a hey or a whoa yeah. or a, a, a woo what? or whatever, it's like oh they they screwed up but like in in our stuff like nobody nobody uses samples like everyone's so focused on um 
you know, proficiency of playing and performance and, you know, you know, writing riffs with every single note in it. And, uh, you know, our goal is just to write good songs um, and whatever we could throw in there that could give us a little bit of an identity, um, but also in, in our opinion, make the songs better. Like, you know, there's, there's no rules. There's no rules when it comes to rock and metal. I mean, there should be no rules. I'll put it that way. The genres, the genres itself have kind of become a little too conservative in my opinion, where it's like, once you start seeing those bands that are just doing these wild things and having a lot of fun, people are just gravitating to them because they're fun. They're cool. They're different. They make you feel something that makes you feel in positive. It just it has this energy that you want to bring to it. I'll bring up bad omens. Once again, bring up, bring me the horizon for something like that as well. Why do people gravitate towards them? Because they're just doing whatever the hell they feel like. Why do people gravitate towards a day to remember? Because they mix something together that no one else had done. And it was a lot of fun. So why not just mess around with it? Do whatever you guys want to do with it and just break all the rules that people think they should follow. Because hell, when people break those rules, that's when the great stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this record kind of set us up for, it's got enough of everything where if we were to go one direction for a little and then switch and then switch, it, it wouldn't be unexpected. Like we've kind of shown a, a pretty vast body of where we can go. And so uh, I don't think anybody would be like thrown if we, if we did anything like kind of weird. Oh, I wouldn't be thrown with it either because there's songs where I'm like thinking like, you know, you could go a little bit more of the heavier route that you could really follow along with some like a date remember or chunk. No, Captain Chunk. You could go a little more of the pop punk route and really kind of get something that's, you know, really vibing along the south like newfound glory. Or I listen to some like you guys could bring in some like this like post hardcore, potentially even R&B kind of style is in a sense of like what Varsity has done. And just it wouldn't make it wouldn't just it wouldn't seem out of place. It's just the whole entire vibe after listening to the reintroduction LP there's a vibe where it's, you know where you guys stand. You guys know what your sound is, but you guys are opening yourselves up to really going any which way you want and still having it sound connected back to what your core sound is. And that's one of the things that really drives a lot of those great fans. You always know what their core sound is. You can feel it when you listen to their music. Bring me the horizon. Go from Pray, pray for Plagues all the way down to Amo. And if you start like going like step by step, you can tell where that core sound is coming from. Any other band that has gone through massive transformation has been successful with it. That's where it comes from. And we listen to all of that and more. <laughs> like we yeah. listen to everything across the board of all genres. So like I want to explore everything that we possibly can to keep it fun and fresh and challenge us. Um, if I write the same song twice, then I'm bored. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a big part. Um, I mean, before Maddie was even in the band, that was a big part of like when Jake and Ant and myself went through our pile of demos to try and narrow it down to which ones we're going to finish um we didn't want to have 13 or 15 at the time it was going to be 15 we didn't want to have 15 of the same song or the same style like that was never we there's so many bands out there that like they love i'm one of them they love blink 182 so much that they just end up sounding like blink like a, a watered down blink 182 and like that was never our goal um so every 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 song in the album was supposed to have its own identity and be its own thing and be a launching pad into whatever direction we decided to take. Like I know when we get together to write new stuff, like everyone's pretty hyped on the heavier side of things from us at the moment. So like that's probably I know Jake is 
thrilled yeah. to yeah. <laughs> to get some more metal inspired stuff in there. Seven strings, um, let's go. But <laughs> but we also have, you know, we also have a giant library of demos that sound just like us that are ready to go as well. So um I just it's cool to have the opportunity to go like oh we can do the pop punk thing the riffy thing or we can go with the like more post hardcore metalcore I guess that's what people are calling those songs um in or that EDM. direction Inspired. yeah or we can go EDM or I mean Jake's a hip hop producer like for his job like so we could go hip hop too like or we could do a combination of all of them um, and it wouldn't feel weird. Hopefully. You guys have the ability to mix so many different things in there. Have fun with it, man. Have fun with it. Take control of it and just do whatever you feel like. Cause I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. Yeah, us too. Oh yeah. <laughs> we definitely got to play out though. I, I want to see crowd reactions to, to stuff. Cause we've only played one show. So it's like, it's going to be fun to play these songs out and see like, hopefully. Cause last time, yeah, like Kian said, we felt more like a spectacle. People were just like kind of watching us because it was like our first show. Like I want a mosh pit or like people head banging and see what parts people like and go crazy for. And if someone spills a drink and they fucking sprain their ankle or something. <laughs> you can lend them your boot. And you're yeah. walking through my boot. And, and just, have the boot just have the boot behind the merch table and you guys are set. <laughs> yeah. Do I, think we need to, I think we Do need to put a walker on the rider for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> There's no just to be bunch safe. of bubble wrap. Just wrap him in bubble wrap. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. Like this old from a Christmas story, but with bubble wrap, it'll be sweet. Oh, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be funny to watch, man. But again, it's gonna be exciting to see what you guys come up with, especially with your background, with whatever with all these different ideas that you have. All I can say is is just have fun with it. Because the more you have fun with it, the more that energy is gonna come across to the crowd in a live setting to the fans, and they just stream the music, listen to the music, whatever it is. That energy is going to come through. So just have fun with it, guys. You're, you're on oh, yeah. the right path. Just have fun when, with it. When we, when we yeah. stop having fun with it is when you'll stop hearing music from us, I promise. Yeah. Well said. And as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, gentlemen, floor is yours. Check out our album. Oh, no way. <laughs> Listen to our album, uh, Reintroduction. We spent so long on this thing. Um, yeah, just any streams are appreciated. Hopefully we'll have like a physical representation of it as, as well too. And once that's ready, if you want to buy it, that'd be cool as well. Yeah. That that's my plug. <laughs> yeah. Go, go check out the album. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you hate. Tell us what you want more of. Check out the, the digital book that Kim put together. It's incredible. It's just so growing up with things like that and, you know, being able to just look at the liner notes and, and everything, uh, is something that that I always loved. Mm -hmm. So it tells like a little bit more of the story. Um, for me, I for me, I just want to say, um, you know, thank you to anybody who listens. Uh, we this this band was uh, an experiment for fun that was not supposed to be what it is right now. Um, and yeah, we feel like we're just getting started, and we we always just made music that we wanted to hear. Um, and so the fact that anyone cares is, is, is a win. Um, so yeah, just thanks. Thank you for having us, um, on here and, and giving us the opportunity to share it. Oh, you guys are very welcome. So now it's that for you to this podcast with three very specific things. First things first, check your heart. Yes. That's these guys. They have a, uh, their brand new LP, the reintroduction LP is available now for you guys to go check out. And 
only played one show so far at the recording of this podcast. So my hope is, my guess is that more is going to end up coming. And, you know, we're talking more about like what they're going to be doing with their next music, with their new music, where it could go. Why don't you stay in touch with them as well by following along with them on all their social medias, basically getting everything you know about them in. There's merch out there. Boom. You're going to want to buy it. So instead of having to look all this stuff up yourself, you don't want to look all this stuff up yourself. You're going to say, Kevin, go and search all this stuff up for, or for us. Just put all the links in the description of the podcast, label everything, so you just take one click and we're good. That's exactly what the hell I'm going to do. Go to the description of the podcast, say, find Protect Your Heart online. Links and labels for literally everything. So stream music, download music, buy the music, check them out, buy some merch, support them online, follow my social media. All that stuff is going to be down there for you. Now, gentlemen, time for number two. So, second thing is, whenever I've guessed the podcast, I enjoy having on the podcast, I like to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast, thank you for taking the time to do this, and as a way to continue to support the band. Now, everyone has hit on this that I've ever had on the podcast. You guys are continuing the streak, so thank you. But I'm going to modify it just a little bit because of something that we talked about. So my promise does not start out with if. If implies this might not happen. What kind of a promise is that? What the hell? It starts out with when. When says, we are going to do this. This promise is going to be made. We just don't have a date and time yet. So when I get to you guys perform live for the first time, my promise to you is this. First round of PBR and Slim Jims are on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big win. And I might also get the shot, uh, shots of Jameson as well, you know, just to really complete the whole entire thing. But it's got to be, you know, we might have to hollow out the uh, like the meat in the Slim Jim so you just have the casing on it so you can oh, drink no. the uh, PBR oh, through God. a straw. Oh, uh, I'll do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. My promise to you I'll is when you show up, I'll have a camelback and, and the beard helmet ready. Yes. Alrighty. Perfect. So then time for number three. I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because that implies like this is going to be the last time we see us. Fuck no. One, I made you guys a promise and that's a damn good promise. So we're going to make it happen Two, I want to see that camelback and beer helmet on stage with the child leash. So either Keen, uh, Jake or Anthony, just walk them out there like this. Be like, come on, come on. Not you can just like done. do a little swim gym, see if I can oh catch God. them. You don't have to ask twice. <laughs> perfect. And Absolutely. also, and also I can't say goodbye because Guys, this was fun. Let's do this again. Yeah. Like next yeah, year. Let's do this Damn again. Straight. We gotta yeah. do this. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So this can't be goodbye, Give gentlemen. Base, bro. Hell no, yeah, man. This can't be, be goodbye. This is gonna be. I'll see you later. Hell yeah. Dang. Well, folks, this is my interview with the guys from Protect Your Heart, Matt, Jake, Kian, and Anthony. Once again, guys, thank you for being on the podcast. Remember to go check out Protect Your Heart. Their brand new LP, Reduction, is available now for you guys to go check out on all platforms. And they'll be playing some live shows. You want to go check them out. You want to make sure you follow them on social media because you want to know what's coming up with this band. So go to the description of the Corporate Podcast episode, this episode to be in particular. Find where it says protect your heart online. And you'll find links and labels for literally everything. So go check it out. Go down there. Like, share, follow, listener stuff. All that stuff. Also, make sure you follow along with the Corporate Rush Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok for your viewing pleasure. Be sure you subscribe to the podcast right here on YouTube for watching YouTube or if you're listening to Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and any other platform you might be on listening to this. Thank you, Britain Media, for helping us market that. We're getting to 100,000 all-time audio downloads this year. It's happening. Thank you for that as well. If you are subscribed to the podcast already, a gigantic thank you to yourself. Thank you for, if you're subscribing right now, this is my favorite thing to do in the world and we're not stopping. So your support means everything. If you're not subscribed, you're like, I'm not going to subscribe. Please reconsider. If not, thank you for stopping by. Anyway, you're always welcome back. Hope to see you back here for another episode. 
Also, Manscaped, 20% free shipping on your entire order. Just go CPP at checkout. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, guys, and protect your heart from stopping by as well. PBRs, Slim Jims, Shots of Jameson, Child Leashes, Sprained Ankles, everything. We're going to have a lot of fun, guys. Can't wait to see you guys up here in Milwaukee. I can't wait to mosh you guys at some point in the future. I'm bringing the PBR. On that note, that's going to be for you guys. We're actually seeing the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I eat every single one. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!